everybody, welcome to the Nerd Psycho Comic Flick Show here on the Nerd Cyclopedia channel. Welcome to our wonderful, wonderful video podcast. Where we're it's so good we're saying it twice. <laughs> oh boy. We are you are in for a treat tonight on this show, and I'm gonna tell you exactly why because because this is gonna be a two-man operation, and it's pretty rare. We well, get... We're going back to basics here, man. I mean, yeah. what did it start out with, huh? It's pretty rare that we get to bust out, out the old nerds. Uh, nerds talk about the boys' uh, retro episode, so we'll uh, we'll do that. Yeah, buddy, we'll do that for you today. Yeah. So, Nerd Cycle Comic Flick Show. This is the episode for the boys' season three, episode four, glorious five-year plan. Welcome, everybody. I am Steel City Hitch, and I am joined by uh, my partner, the ever fabulous DP Brown. DP. What's up? What's up? What's up? How are you doing today? Uh, and before we get started, it is usually customary for one of us him, to uh, <laughs> give us a rundown of uh, all the info about Nerd Cyclopedia. Why don't you do that for us real quick? Nerdcyclopedia.com, people, make sure that you're going on to our website, making sure that you are listening to all, well, that you're firstly, first of all, um, getting on your social media platforms and hitting us up on social media at Nerdcyclopedia. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and also on Instagram. If you are watching us right here on YouTube, make sure that you are hitting that subscribe button and also that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. If you're watching us on Facebook, thank you. Make sure that you go to our Facebook group and subscribe now and also join our Facebook group. Uh, we are also um, doing Carmen Bounty BS, where we got like a, a Star Wars podcast as well. You know, please promote the CBBS because that's what we're doing. We do Obi-Wan every week. We do Star Wars content every Wednesday uh, at 10 p.m. Um, also, right. make sure that, you know, if you are listening to our podcast on your um, on your smartphone or you know, on your computer, um, you are going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. And also, make sure that you leave us some feedback. Nurse at NurseTypeCopedia.com. We love getting your feedback, you know, comment, and also giving you feedback on what we talk about. All right. That was pretty good. No complaints this week. Awesome. Uh, so. <laughs> Moving right on, moving right into the, moving right into the uh, the plot here. So the boys season three, you know, I've I've talked about this show as, as alternating between like, you know, body horror and psychological horror, and you know, not not having like a um, you know, they're not being a really like a it can do can go either way at any time, right? So you can get maximum gore and maximum messed upness all all at the same time. Um, one of the really cool things about this show. This episode delivered the fucked upness all over the place, <laughs> and it's it's, all it's over the place. and we're going blue style uh, because uh, you know this is the boys, and it's I, listen if you're talking to me about the boys, I know you can hear you can stand me to say the word fuck one time, and that and that's <laughs> <laughs> and that's because I know you watch this show, um, but yeah, so this this episode really showed the depths that you know, people will go to stay in power. And, and I think that, you know, we really watched a train try a very, 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 very little bit <laughs> to do the right thing for five and seconds. For five seconds. I mean, it crossed it. The thought crossed his mind, but no, he had to just be, you know, a train, you know, an a-hole <laughs> at the end of the day. A train is incapable of doing the right thing. Even when he even when he says the right things, he's incapable of saying them, you know, for the right reasons. 
and we get this this you know this perfect distillation of his psyche in this commercial that he does with um with his energy drink where he, you know the protesters and the cops are gonna fight and he kind of jumps in the middle and gives them both the energy drink and you know it's it's peaceful and it's it's this empty hollow you know corporate uh you know it's like a clanging gong, like they say in the Second Corinthians. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just emptiness. There's no, there's no real anything behind it. What did you think about that? You know, what were your thoughts about that commercial that we saw that for A Train's energy drink? And what do you think about so, A Train? So apparently they base, and, and and this is crazy how you know um, real life comes into this. So apparently they based off, I believe, in and you know you can hashtag hate DP if you want. I think Kylie Jenner. You know, You're one right. of the Kardashians or whatever. It was a, a Pepsi commercial. Yeah. For Pepsi. Yep. Did a did a did a similar commercial years ago or right around the pandemic when it when that first started or whatever, and tried to, you know, bring a unite thing all together and it came off real cheesy, real um what do you, what is the word I want to use? Real um disingenuous, you know, to a degree. Unctuous, unctuous. Yeah, 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 fake. yeah. Fake. Yeah, there you go. Fake. Yeah. <laughs> Just fake. And terrible. It's, it's, it's showing you, and, and this is their take on that same, you know, incident and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, social media, um, you know, ragged on her, you know, critics and everything just looked at it and it was like, okay, well, this is this is celebrities, you know, just doing their celebrity thing just to try to hawk something and everything. Corporation just trying to hawk a product in the name of, you know, peace, in the name of trying to unite, and in the name of you know, just being like, you know, disingenuous about the whole thing. You don't really know like the intentions of her per se, but mm -hmm. um, people feel that, you know, so that they feel that corporations shouldn't really um, to, to use like a, 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 a pride thing or a Juneteenth thing or a, 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 a thing of, of social issues to hawk a product, you know, to sell a yeah. product and everything. You know, it makes the whole thing seem like commercial and stuff. Um, I thought about it, you know, and it was a pretty <laughs> funny, <laughs> it was a pretty funny, commercial, you know, <laughs> and I didn't really know that happened until afterwards that, you know, that was, that it was, um, based on like, you know, a real incident and everything. But, um, but a train on the other hand, just talking to, <laughs> he said, I thought about, it. so, so <laughs> I want to expound on that a little bit. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, okay, is it better that they do this or is it better that they do you know, if if they if they're going to do it, you know, uh, I, I would rather they do it like this than rather pedal like um um you know uh uh, <laughs> uh they rather if they pedal something wrong, you know, what I'm saying something like you know a, a racist type of thing or like something that you can consider sort of like uh just just really controversial or whatever, mm -hmm. just to hawk a hawker product and everything, and I guess you to a degree. You can you could look at past uh you know decades and stuff they've been like selling products and stuff you know to certain you know aspects of people you know to a majority in order to 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 get like you know get like the most money out of it and everything right mm -hmm. so yep. you know in this aspect in this days and time that we're living in you know you got companies trying to you know cater to the most you know the social with the social the most social um, you know, issue, you know, up to this point and everything, the, 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 the social favorite issue right now, you know, mm -hmm. we got like a, um, we got like a, um, comment from, um, uh, what was her name in the, um, the, the, the publicist in the, um, on, on, on the show, Ashley, 
Ashley, okay, we got like, you know, I'm down for, you know, like Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got like, you know, um, black, you know, black screens on Insta. You know, that was one of my favorite lines of the show. I got but my but my Insta is full of black screens and everything. <laughs> I was uh, it's so great because what this tells you is if racism sold, they'd be racist. That's what it tells you is, is, is what sells is what is wokeness or intolerance or inclusion or whatever you want to call it. And if, and if you're not actually working toward those goals, but you use them to sell a product, it tells me that if you could, you know, if, if you could market something that had, you know, and we just went through this a couple years ago, the elimination of, of, you know, brands that I know I'm familiar with that have mm-hmm. black mascots that did not enrich black people. Right. Yeah. So like uncle Ben and yep. aunt Jemima, right. Aunt Jemima. Yep. So, you know, we know that corporations have done this in the past. There was a really great, there's a, there's a satirical movie that's about what if the Confederate States existed and what ads would look like in that country. And they're all extremely, extremely obviously about, they're very, they're very racist on purpose because they're proving a point that is these minor racisms are just as bad, right? If you don't okay. notice them, we confront them. Right. So it's a satire. I'm not saying that, that there yeah, should yeah, be yeah. racist ads or anything. I mean, like that's that, right? so like what would you call microaggressions and everything, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. So... You know, if if you know we're going through this now in June, and and June June's turned into a month where there are a lot of you know there's a lot of a lot of intersectionality appreciation that happens in June now because of the new Juneteenth holiday, which is I think the second one or the third one in 2022. The right. first one I'll be getting off and paid for. I know um, uh, from my employer, which is real cool, yeah. right? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do that wrong. <laughs> you can yeah, do we that got wrong. Pride Month going on too, right? Pride Month too. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. you can do that wrong too. So if you're just trying to sell me a chicken sandwich with a rainbow wrapper, and you're not actually, <laughs> and you're actually trying to harm, you know, harm queer people, I don't want to do business with you. But it makes me think that if if you thought it would be, you know, great business to you know to be a homophobe, you'd do it. Yeah. And, yeah, that, and, I mean, that, and that's what Vaught is. Vaught is just this completely immoral, awful, heinous, money-grubbing corporation. The product they make is just gods. <laughs> no, I mean, if, okay, if you want to think about it like that, think about it like a, a like the old Joker line in, in like, you know, the Dark Knight, a dog chasing, you know, he the Joker, you know, puts himself as like a dog chasing a car. You know, he's a, you know, once he, once he catches it, he doesn't really know what to do with it. So if you really think about like a dog just chasing a car, um, what is a dog really going to do with that car? So you got these money grubbing corporations chasing money and it doesn't matter what the money looks like, just as long as they're chasing it and trying to get it. They don't really know what to do with it. Mm. You know, well, I guess they know what to do with it, but, um, but they're chasing. The point is that they're chasing, chasing something. It doesn't matter what color the car is. It doesn't matter what shape the car is. It matters that they're just chasing it, you know, um, just like that doll. You know, I think there's this great quote here that I'm going to put up here, and I'm going to tell the story before I put it up. There's an emperor, a Roman emperor named Vespasian, and he was having monetary troubles. He wanted to fund the expansion of the empire like every emperor does. And so he took it upon himself to start charging people money to use public latrines. And his son was like, Dad, what the F? You can't do that. It's gross. And he said, money doesn't stink. <laughs> Unless you put it on your ass. <laughs> right. So strippers don't count here. <laughs> that money can stink. So basically... So what we're saying is, you know, making money by any means necessary. It's a totally capitalist thing. And I think that's what makes Vought such an, an interesting microcosm for 
right. the American economy because right. if you don't do capitalism appropriately, it's ex it's very exploitive and it can be yeah. very bad. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting how we are sort of confronting, you know, that legacy of American capitalism and expansionism now in our time, and and we're seeing the same confrontation brewing in in the boys universe, mm -hmm. which. Which is interesting because you know we have we have just like every season of the boys the macrocosm Olympus fight going on and the microcosm boys fight and that's two different things happening in two different places and they're all intertwined and and I want to talk you know we talk a little bit about A Train and his his his, his you know African style <laughs> makeover for his outfit he doesn't run anymore right so A Train is you know at the end of this all talk no show right. All talk yeah. no show. So, and he's completely subsumed his will to Homelanders. Yeah, he he sold he sold he sold um Starlight and Supersonic out, which I was really disappointed in the end. But I mean, just, you sort of could tell it was um you know going to happen based on how willing he, how easy it was he was how minimal he was to like you know what Supersonic was saying. And speaking of Supersonic, okay, you just got on the seven, right? You know, you just got into the group. You don't know any of these people. The only person you can really trust is Starlight because you did have a pass with her and everything. Don't you think before you actually hatch a plan to take over the most powerful man in the world, you at least try to get to know, you know, some of the other members to see who you can actually trust in the group before, you know, OK, you're 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 on this elevator and all of a sudden you're just spilling all the beans. <laughs> You know, to A train, A train is like, hmm, okay. <laughs> All right. So, if we're looking at at the Olympic story here as being an allegory, and and Homelander is the, you know, the <clears throat> obviously the symbol for white nationalism. Obviously, I mean, it's it's explicit. It's not. He's not. He's not pretending that he's not. He's a master. He's not just a master race. He is the race. You know, he's he's Homelander. He's, the race. he's in charge. He's the real hero here. And you have to understand that. And so the Hispanic guy goes to the black guy figuring that guy is going to be against the, the, you know, the white patriarchy just right. by default, by default. Right. And yet, because we know a train is all about the money and all about the profit. We know he, at the first chance he will turn in yes. Yes. somebody he should have solidarity with yes. just yes. to get points with, with Homelander. Yeah. And, and yeah. that is not, it's something that I believe there are historical parallels to uh, that that we are familiar with. Is that not true, DP? We 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 are um, well. The seven, first of all, have solved so many insecurities, except for maybe um, Starlight. At least she has a heart. Everyone else has their own insecurities that you know they cater to. Home Homelander has a big biggest insecurity, but they all cater to Homelander to a degree. Want to be in there, you know, in his good graces. You know how powerful he is. But, you know, A-Train on the, uh, you know, one hand doesn't have this power, you know, or can't really use his power, but he still wants to be a part of this big team. Technically, he should be off of it. You well, know? think about it. What, <laughs> what they have done with the seven, and this is the same thing that happened. Um, it's one of the reasons I've seen cited by historians for why the German army in World War II underperformed compared to the German army in World War I. And it's because at a certain point, if you begin to choose for loyalty – you cannot choose for the loyalty and skill at the same time. You can only prioritize one or the other. And if you're saying you're the best, you know, for this job and you're picking somebody else because you'd rather, you know, somebody you can quote 
trust, mm-hmm. then you're going to get a worse result. So the real question here is how does having, you know, the deep and how does having Adrian on this team come turn around to bite Homelander later? Because that's what should happen. Right. That's right. what I'm interested in seeing, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's going to be kind of deep, you know, for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how, um, how if and when they eventually turn, how do they actually or are so none of these, you know, you know, none of the soups except for Starlight, you know, to a degree, uh, and Maeve, of course, you know, are seeing like the the real ramification of, of what Homelander can actually do. Um the deep A train, um Black Noir, who we don't really get like a good, you know, context with. And it's everything. hard to tell what's going on with Black hard Noir. What's going on with, with that guy. We get we get so many weird, conflicting things with Black Noir. You know, I love the flashback scene showing how how Black Noir got all scarred and messed up. Mm-hmm. And I love how you know they they've alternately portrayed Black Noir as being like almost childlike, you know, and 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 and, and I think that and everything. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, kind of out of it, just does whatever that you know. He's not really involved. <laughs> You know he'll do all he'll do the killing and he'll do it great, but he's not you know I don't yeah 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 he, he doesn't he doesn't really get that deep. But we he's don't not really get... the politics he doesn't care about. Yeah no 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 yeah we don't really get any perspective from like you know a three dimensional perspective of what they actually feel about Homelander per se. More or less with A Train and Deep especially we get more or less how they feel about themselves. You mm-hmm. know how uh, you know um um how they can further themselves. You know, the deep on one hand, you know, he's trying to figure himself out, you know, but um, he's not concentrating on any other member or whatever. You know, um, we only have Maeve and Starlight to do that type of thing. We're, we're, we're seeing them, you know, um, um, you know, hatch a plan to, you know, take down or try to do their best to, to like take down Homelander and stuff. Um, but you know, the weird, the dynamics of the seven are just, just strange, you know, is it, what started out as like a, um, a, a parody of the justice league is really, really deep. <laughs> Keep saying the word deep. It's really, so really funny. interesting how, um, what, what uh, uh, the real life, the, uh, the real life, the, what the real dynamics of what, how things will really happen if, you know, um, if you got like this Superman, this Wonder Woman, you know, type character, this Flash type character, how they will react, actually act in a, um, in a, in a real world type of situation being backed by, you know, by a big corporation like Vault. You know, Vault is like the, the end all be all as far as anything that you could think that that's bad that a corporate entity can do, Vault does. You know, yep. in this world, it is just slick how they do it. They control like your phones. They control like the media. It's impressive on how, you know, Vault not only um, feeds you the 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 the, the, the lines, host lines, sinker with like um, the Coleman guy. Um, I forgot his first name or whatever we got. But they, they also control the scripts that he, <laughs> that he talks about. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, it, oh it's, it's, it's crazy. But and Vaught, because their product is like was Captain America, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what their product was for so long. You know, it's like all these people just assume their superheroes are heroes because why wouldn't they? They've been told yeah. by Vaught for years and years. They've been told by for so long, yeah. Oh, man. And Homelander murdering Supersonic here is, is so gruesome and so, you know, it's the type of thing Stalin would have done. It's a very Stalin-esque. It, it, he's turning into that sort of guy, and it makes you really appreciate, like, Superman – Superman doesn't try to do this crap. You know, he doesn't want to be, you know, he doesn't care about the adulation. It's there. He doesn't care about it. And, and, and you really appreciate that Superman has a fortress of solitude. 
Like Homelander's Fortress of Solitude is a skyscraper in the middle of the biggest city in in the world. It's it's just he's he's everybody can see oh, yeah, him coming yeah. and going. Everybody's yeah. eyes are on him all the time. And and whenever he likes to relieve himself and everything, you know, he takes like you know he he jacks off in the middle of the night and everything. You know, if you could see Homelander, you know, he's all in his full glory and everything. So Homelander, you know, is at this point he doesn't he doesn't care. You know, he um takes out um Supersonic because of um you know whatever a train you know told him about you know the plan and everything and um because homelander is homelander he uses this to threaten um starlight you know with huey you know if anything ever um if you if you try this again you know make sure that, that starlight knows um because he can't get rid of starlight at this point you know but she he, she wants he wants her to know that if she ever tries anything like this again, this is what will happen to Huey. You know, it's a shame that that Supersonic even had to go down like that. But granted, like I said, it's his own fault. He shouldn't have tried to befriend, you know, a, a seven member so quickly when he didn't even know him. He was warned. <laughs> he was warned. You know, and and Homelander is is here. It's so crazy. Anytime you have someone that's this overpowered, I, I the sort of the commentary here is this is what happens when a power imbalance exists. The worse the imbalance, the worse the abuse. And Homelander is so far beyond everybody that, like he says, I could take out the entirety of your defensive network now and then do whatever the hell I want. Your infrastructure, I, you'd be, never be able to stop me. So, you know. But it seems like Homelander may be cruising for a bruise. And at least that's what that's what the insinuation here is because of the story in Russia, mm -hmm. which is, you know, really well put together. And, 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 and a, we get a lot of character depth. Because we see uh, the reaction of these characters to, you know, everybody trying out V24. Yeah. Um, I, I really think this is such an excellent, excellent, you know, plot twist here. And maybe not plot twist, but plot feature here where you have Butcher and Huey yeah. both trying the V24 and sort of feeling differently about what it's like to be, you know, super, super powered. Like Butcher's throwing up everywhere and having a terrible time and Huey's like exuberant and... <laughs> Well, I, I think one thing we're getting here. So we had our um, we had the boys as like the protagonists, you know, protagonists, and the soups is like the antagonists. Um, mm. you know, when it's in reality, it's sort of more more or less supposed to be like the reverse and everything. The heroes are supposed to be you know heroes and everything, but yeah. the boys are our protagonists. So, so we supposed to they're we supposed to look at them as like upholding like the standards. Okay, you're not they're not supposed to be soups. They're not they're supposed to be going against the soups. Mm. So to have butcher you know, take this, um, you know, V24, you know, or this temporary V, you know, again, you know, in this episode, and we sort of get him looking as if he's being addicted to it. We get like the shots of him, you know, um, um, wrapping his arm and everything and, you know, taking the drug and all that stuff. Um, and then we get, um, and then we get Huey coming on the back end being revealed that he took some too, um, reveals his own insecurities, about him trying to, you know, save like Starlight, him mm -hmm. being more feeling more inferior, you know, inferior to like, you know, these suits and to um his position in the boys and everything. Because how does you know Billy Butcher make him feel every time he comes in? You're this, you know, you're this, um, you know, um, you know, Huey and everything. So of course, um, Huey's gonna come, you know, try to take the um the the V, and I don't know how he ended up getting it, <laughs> um, um, from 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 Billy Butcher, but. The fact that he ended up taking it says a lot about him, um, you know, to the to the other members of the team. Um, and it actually puts into eyes what the principles of what we thought the boys were versus the ones 
who actually took the V24. So, you know, we get we're getting this big dynamic between we're getting this split dynamic between the the members of the um the the members of our crew, the boys. Yeah, part and I think that part of it is the genesis of you know all they're all being pulled in their own directions. You know, yeah. Huey and Butcher are being pulled apart by you know their reactions to V24. And Frenchie, French Camigo are, are pulling themselves apart from the group because yeah. she's sick and tired of being used like a weapon, the same like way Homelander, the, and the same way Homelander is sick and tired of being pointed and told what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm a human being. I have agency. You know, I don't want to have to kill, you know, 50 dudes with dildos, you know, different, the seven themed dildos, which is a hilarious, <laughs> hilarious bit. <laughs> and reveal that just really great the the different the homelander theme deal i mean they're just they're just really funny and we see a lot of just chaotic murder <laughs> dildo related murder that takes place and it's great the good thing about this show is that when they when when they don't get super deep into the politics, but the politics around all the things, you know, of everything that happens in the show. But what they do so brilliantly is that they counteract it with like the absurdity of like, you know, the um the the blood splatter, the you know, the dildos yeah. and stuff and everything. They cut it in with like the comedic bigs and like this is just totally ridiculous. Have like a um um you know dildo line. Was it made from Vault or yeah, I think that was made made from Vault. It was Vault's because Ashley had one later when when yes. she okay, all right, all right. So Vault is making dildos of the whole line of, of the whole seven. Are you serious? So I mean it's not th- only listen, this is know. merchandising. This is what it is. <laughs> so not only do they make toys, yeah. they, they make, make toys. They, they make adult toys too. <laughs> I for one like you know of the like same it when my of the same joke. <laughs> I like it when my you know my capitalism is presented to me uncut, unffiltered, oh, not man. stepped on, just oh, phew, right in the vein. You know, man, that pure, and that's something else. Pure unadulterated capitalism, you know, at his so funny, so oh. funny that they have everybody has a theme, everybody has one. You get they get each get their own introduction. I I, I love these scenes in Russia. I, I think this is a this is a, the, the real strength of this episode is maybe what's going on in Russia, mm-hmm. and and you know, hey, we got to kill this oligarch. Hey, we have a murderous hamster, uh, Julian. <laughs> right, says his name Julian, uh, the soup hamster. Yeah, uh, causing havoc. I, I really, you know, I, I I really enjoyed enjoyed all that stuff. Uh, yeah, all the yeah. all the random the random eye terror. Like I said, this this show knows how to turn the body horror on whenever it wants. And this oh, yeah. this week it was the eyes. People's eyes were getting fucked up oh, this man. week on the boys. If you have if you have two eyes now, <laughs> you will not have them by the end of the show. You might not have them by the Especially end of the show. Bad guy. <laughs> I will officially say this. I will put a, a, a warning. Do not watch this episode of the boys. If you only have one functioning eye, it could be <laughs> a gateway to blindness. Everybody's there's a hamster going in the eye eyes, going to the dildos. Everybody. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff. that's happened uh, this week. And, and I'm, I'm here. For it. So it. Homelander talks about, um, you know, he talks to Ashley about uh, what was the line? I mean, I know you had to remember. Is your line. brain getting fucked by stupid? And then she repeats the same thing to Coleman. 
<laughs> oh, you know, a, a couple scenes later, you know, um, but homie, you know, he, <laughs> we sort of, we, we sort of look at him as like, okay, you know, he's like the, um, the front man to, you know, a lot of the scripting things that, you know, Vault wants him to say, you know, for that particular channel. But we find out that he likes, like, you know, he has like a, um, he has a thing going on with Ashley and everything. So, you know, he likes like he likes to be talked like that to, you know, towards um to to by her. <laughs> I I feel like this stuff here with Homelander acting like Homelander take like sort of seizing the means of production, right? Because Homelander is the product and he's the one who's whose labor by like going and saving these people literally creates the value for Vaughn. Like yeah. that that's what it is. So Homelander is sort of, you know, rising up and saying and applying a Marxist thought, which is that I should own the value that my labor creates, all right? But doing so in a very objectivist way, so doing so in a very uh, right-wing way. So are you familiar with <clears throat> are you familiar with Ayn Rand by any chance, DP? Do you no. know? Okay. So objectivism is this idea that selfishness is good because it generates economic productivity, which helps everybody flourish. That's the yeah. idea. So the more you push your, the more you sell, the more you create, the better you are. Now, objectivism also says that what will happen is the people who have these ideas, the, who really create the value, have that value stolen from them by other people. Right. And so what the main plot of Atlas Shrugged, which is her biggest book, is these people who create the value, who like invent the new product, like Steve Jobs would go disappear, just quit. Not going to work no more because he's not getting paid right. Right. So, you know, I, I almost think that's where they're going is this. It, it's interesting that, you know, objectivism applies a Marxist ideology to a white collar role. Right. Okay. So I my value is being exploited by society because I'm not getting paid what I'm owed. Right. This is what Homelander is essentially saying. So it, it, it's a lot like how. That happened in Alice Shrugged. The Fountainhead is another one of her books where essentially this architect wants to draw whatever buildings they want and they can't because the society won't let them because they need specific types of buildings or whatever. I'm not I'm not a big fan of Ayn Rand, but what I'm saying is this is an interesting exploration of those philosophical ideas because you cannot deny that what Homelander is doing is, is he is the product. He's the product. His powers, his abilities, who he is as the person is the product. He is the hero. He is the one that can do these things. And so... It's, it's a funny thing that you talk about, you know, him as a product. So if he's thinking about this, how does Stan, you know, refer to him? You know, he refer, refers to him as like, a um, you're nothing but a bad product. Still mm -hmm. a product, but a bad product. It's almost like, you know, Homelander, if you're if you're going on to the objectivism type thing, um, that he's thinking sort of small. He's sort of tying him as powerful as Homelander is. You know, he already stated, OK, I would take out infrastructure. I would, you know, do this, do that, you know, um do a takeover war you know so why is he like holding himself to the vault why is he holding himself to something as small as um you know this corporation you know um it sort of speaks to his own like you know small sense of, you know security still thinking of himself like you know i'm still a product i know i'm a valuable product and everything but yet and still i'm just a product and stan like you know sort of reaffirms that you're nothing but a bad product at that mm. you know um when um when when we see homelander is okay um you could be so much else and what we, what we see with the other characters from like may starlight billy butcher and everything you're this potential danger where if things got out of hand we could not control you so we got to take you down you know 
Homelander does not see himself as that as of yet. He has inklings of it, mm-hmm. but he's still seeing himself as his product. And think about Homelander, Homelander and again, I, I feel like the boys' allegory is very is is obvious here too. You know, think about what would be some what is a being that would have superpowers that once unleashed you could not control. And if you created them, you know, you could own them, but maybe they would declare ownership of their self. And that would be an artificial being, artificial intelligence. So if you were to create an artificial intelligence that was so strong that you couldn't stop it once you turned it on, it would act like it could act like this. This is the fear that we have with artificial intelligences. It's yeah. what drives things, uh, subgenres like cyberpunk, right. things like the Matrix, for instance. Right. Yeah. Artificial intelligence run amok, right? Right. So Homelander isn't an art isn't a computer, but he is an intelligence mm-hmm. and he wasn't born. Mm-hmm. He was created in a lab. Mm-hmm. So he's artificial. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, um, and he's that gun that vault continues to use, you know, to, um, you know, aim here, aim there and everything, you know, okay, we need you to do this. We need you to do that. You know, Homelander's tired of being that, you know, uh, that, you know, that particular, you know, brand of the product and everything. Um, and it's real crazy how this thing is being, um, we see it in the boys with, like you said, Kamiko, we see mm-hmm. it in, um, you know, Billy, Billy Butcher is becoming like, you know, a product in a way with taking like the V24, you know, um, he's turning into what he hates the most, you know, just to prove a point. And at the, at the end of the day, it's almost like you're, you're, you're trying to understand, okay, well, what are exactly are we fighting for? Or is everyone fighting for if they're turning into soups as well? You know, yeah. um, are they wanting to take down Homeland or are they just want to be soups and stuff? Um, Huey, we see at the end, he's sort of like glad he has like, you know, this this power. So he's re- he's not really even worried about Kamiko in the back there, you know, getting, um, you know, injured and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's 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 he has power, you know, running through his veins and everything. So it's this amazement that's going on with this 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 need that people have, this drug that people have, the the quest for power that we're seeing with, you know, it's like a running theme throughout this whole thing. You know, with Homelander, we see we see with Huey, you know, we see it with, you know, Billy Butcher. You know, we're seeing like these things just running. Stan has been depowered, you know. Um, and um um Ashley has been mo- has been promoted, you know, so she has now more power. Yeah. I think, and that's that scene with you know with Victoria sort of backstabbing him because Homelander is threatening her. I mean, it's it's so you know it, it's so terrifying. And Homelander has Homelander, and again the the intelligence he has all the information. He knows everything you're doing. He can hear everything you're doing. He can see everything you're doing. Um, you know, again, run amok. This this product, this this idea, uh, has run amok. It's, yeah. it's, it's in charge and, and it's in charge of itself. And we'll see what you can do without me pointing you in the right directions. Basically what Stan tells him, you're nothing, you know, you're just, you're like, and, and imagine the leverage. And this is, this is so that what I was just thinking. Imagine the leverage that a company like Apple could have if, if it did something like, and hear me out on this. It said, you know what? Pick a state, pick a state, DP, any state you want. Let's pick Idaho. Idaho. You know what, Idaho? Fuck you. No iPhones work in Idaho as of now. And that's just going to be how it is. That is crazy. That is. What could they do? Right? I mean, obviously, the laws are structured in a certain way. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You have other companies that offer phones and stuff. But I get your point. But but Apple needs money. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Apple has needs. Apple has needs. It can yeah. be reasoned with. It can be bought. You can buy Apple right. off. You can tell right. them, hey, you know, we'll use your products. You can see all our stuff. Just don't be evil. You know, you can do that stuff. But Homelander, like Homelander's product is just to get the adulation. That's just, it's just a return yeah. for the adulation. He doesn't care about like there's no good that he's doing for society anymore. Right. And that and he just wants the worship. He wants the worship. You know, yeah. he's a product and everything. And this is what okay, you know, so he can't totally get rid of Vault or whatever. This is the thing that's fulfilling his like, you know, um, um, you know, needs as far as you know, him him feeling adulated, him feeling good about himself. You know, he can't control cameras and stuff, and you know, he can um, you know, why would he why would he really want to destroy infrastructure? That hurts him. <laughs> you know, right. he can make threats and everything all day and stuff. But no, I mean, you think a long term um, and, and, and Homelander is super and he's smart. You know, he may not be a macro, you know, a macro thinker, but, you know, he he thinks real smart um, to do any of the things that he threatened to do would not be beneficial towards him. Mm. You know, That's so, true. Um, That's yeah. the thing, right? It's the same problem everybody has. Once you pull the trigger. You've pulled the trigger, and that, that's the problem with making a threat. You just have to do the thing you're threatened anyway, without because there's no <laughs> well, point in telling people you're going to do it. In, in, in movies, TV shows, you know, a, a lot of other, um, you know, maybe just in life period and everything, um, you know, they they if you have the gun, mm -hmm. it's no purpose in having a gun unless you think that you're going to shoot it. Well, I'm saying once you point the gun, I should say, you know, you either, you're either going to do it or, you, or you're not. You know, yeah. and if you're going to point the gun, you better be ready to shoot it. I've heard that so many times as a trope in like, you know, TV shows um, and movies and stuff that it's, it's almost like ad nauseum. But, yes, you're right. You know, you if you're going to make a threat, you better be ready to follow through on that threat, you know, or else it's just like, OK, um, something could be, you know, something could take over you, you know, and you and you ultimately fail in everything. So if you got you've got balls enough to hold that gun and point it at somebody, you better be ready to shoot it. And Homelander shows us he, he's ready to shoot. He tells yeah. Starlight all that stuff, and then he does the, what he does is supersonic. So, you know, you, you definitely want to take it seriously. Oh, yeah. I think Homelander's motivations are so interesting because it feels very – all the things he's after feel very petty. That's what Mon I'm saying. He's he's small. I mean, mm -hmm. he thinks more micro than – um. He, he's not a big macro thinker. Or did I contradict myself earlier? Um. He, he, he doesn't think – he's smart. But he does. He he thinks in in a, in a micro you know micro terms. He's tactically um, smart. Right. He's not strategically smart. That, yes. There's a big difference between yes. those two things. Yes, and yeah. and I think the thing that hampers him is his own self. Um, I mean, okay, so you you got all these hearings and thing, everything going on with like the January sixth stuff. Um, and I'm reading like articles that you know Trump told people to do this. Trump told people to do that. People kept telling him that, OK, this can't be done. This can't be done. You know, you're, there's no sense in, um, you know, talk about election fraud. It's not going to happen. That's not a thing. Yet and still he keeps on doing it and stuff, you know. Um, so so everyone is telling him one thing, but he keeps on doing the exact opposite, you know, of that. So um, we we see Homelander, you know, <laughs> everybody tells him, you know, things that he cannot do. But um, yet and still that, you know, Homelander you know, feels a certain type of way about himself. His self-pride and self-loathing are so intertwined. Right. You know, he, he feels like everybody's as worthless as he is, but only he has any, any value. Right. Uh, it's, it's interesting when you cut, when you cut yourself down to, you know, 
survival of the fittest, or it's almost like, you know, us live by the sword, them. us for us versus them. And then live by the sword, die by the sword. Right. Mm -hmm. If all you value is strength, eventually you won't be the strongest one. That's what Ryan's all about. Ryan's getting stronger and stronger, you know, and I think I think what's interesting is we find Homelander here almost at the apex. I mean, I don't know where else there is for Homelander to go except to have the complete supplication and control over all of the people in Vought. Mm -hmm. He's got, you know, he's got the boys on the ropes. I mean, they're breaking up. They're fighting each other over over this, you know, this compound V. There's only one thing that seems to be going against him, mm -hmm. and that is Soldier Boy's bizarre transformation into rogue from x-men i guess <laughs> where where soldier boy can now absorb the powers of the people people he encounters so who knows what's up with what the deal is there i'm interested to see exactly what is happening either do that or depower right one way or the other um so he's going to end up being used as a gun so another theme that just keeps running you know back and forth you know um these these suits you know using being used as guns you know, um, maybe Soldier Boy is going to be used in a certain way to try to take out Homelander, you know, before he gets like too powerful or what have you. You know, um, I think what I was really trying to say as far as like the whole the whole like, you know, correlation with January 6th was, um, you know, you had Trump trying to um, trying to do something. Was it more for himself or was it more for the the people of, you know, who you know, who his followers, his worshipers and all that stuff. And I think you get the same, you know, thing with, with um, Homelander here is does he, is he doing things more for himself? We see, you know, Homelander in his show doing a lot of things more for himself. He's not doing things for, you know, the people per se, you know, we, we get Homelander in a state where, you know, that's all he's thinking about is, you know, himself, you know, and how he could further his own agenda, you know, to a degree where, um, where he doesn't really know, where um, I guess tactically, like you said, you know, he's very good at that in a in a micro sense, but in a macro sense, you know, he doesn't really know where 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 it ends. We don't know where it really ends. You know, Homelander hasn't stated what the, his end game is mm -hmm. because I don't think he really knows. He's just doing. He's just going based on how he feels or and um 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 and how much he can get away with. How much can he push the envelope? To a point where okay overall chaos is just happening yeah i think i think some of this was explored in superman red sun when um lex luther who's the president of the united states fighting the evil communist superman screams at him why don't you just put us all in a bottle uh because you know at a certain point if you're not allowing people free will what's the, what's what's the point you know, what's the point? So what is what is Homelander going going to do? And, and Homelander is walking down the path of complete, you know, subjugation of the human race, age of apocalypse style. Yeah. He's going to have if he doesn't quit it, he's going to end up with a lair in his, the shape of his body. Right. Which is a sure sign that you are fucking evil. If your house is shaped like you, you're evil. <laughs> and is that something that he's going to be satisfied with in the end? You know, would he be happy with it? You know, because what's the deal? Like you go in and you murder 30 million people. And at the end of the day, you're miserable. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, that's 30 more. That's 30 million people. You don't have to worship you, you know. So <laughs> so he has had people there mm. at some point to um to to be willing to worship him. You know, I don't I don't know if he really gets off people fearing him just to fear. 
you know, I think he um I think he gets off to of of that um you know what Ashley said about a few episodes ago about his numbers going up, you know, and him getting off that. You know, he didn't he didn't willingly tell people to do that. You know, he just was himself and people started following him. He gets off on that. So how is it benefiting him to 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 threaten, you know, mankind to worship him? It doesn't do anything right. for him because they're not doing it willingly. It's free will's a bitch, man. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And I and I think, you know, I was ha I had a conversation with a friend and it was like, you know, something along the lines of you know, the worst thing about realizing you have free will is realizing you have to let everyone else have it too. That's the worst thing because if nobody has it, nobody has it. You're saying something deep there. It's like this mm. whole freedom of speech thing that's going on and stuff. Okay. Okay. Everybody wants to have the, the, everybody thinks that, okay, I should have the freedom to say anything I want. You know, I, I have a platform. Everybody has a platform with like social media, Twitter, like a podcast or some shit. Yeah. 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 So exactly. We, we have a platform. Yes. We are speaking our minds on here, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, everyone has a platform and wants to claim this is, you know, freedom of speech and everything. So you can't cancel me, you know, um, if mm -hmm. I, I should be able to say something, you know, and, and not be held against and, and be held against me. I shouldn't have my job taken away from me. You know? But that's a different thing that you're talking about the lack of consequences for speech that you have. that can be outside the bounds of more what is acceptable by society. That's not the same thing as a maxim stating that you should be allowed to hold personal tenets of your own, right? Like if I come out and say well, something, an element of that, you know. But it's, there's it's, not it's, there's not impunity. Like you can't just say anything you want. Like for instance, let's say you, you can't go up to a bunch of, you know, you can't go up to a bunch of World War II veterans and tell them you think D-Day was a hoax, right? Which would be a, something that would piss them off real good. And well, assume that they're not going to get angry because you have to allow them the the space. You have to respect free will as a thing enough to say that if you have it, they have it. So you have to thing. give them that's, the right to have the their own reaction. That's the thing I'm advocating here. People is some people is a lot of people out there that think you can. So I can go up to those same veterans and while you're saying, okay, you can't do that. Um, like yo, court, no, you can't do that. You can't be that disrespectful. That's being totally rude. But why not? You know, people are saying, okay, well, why not? I, I have that, I have that freedom to say that you can't cancel me. You can't, you know, um, you know, um, um, tamp down my, um, you know, right to say what I want to say. If I want to say this, spread this misinformation or whatever, right. then I have that right to, you know, but the problem I, is that, that you, you, but the problem is if, what you're if, saying is that, um, you had the, the, the other, the other side has that same right too. You know, they had that same right to come back at you and, you know, go back and forth. And and here you got this push and pull between everyone who thinks they have this platform and the freedom to speak, you know, and everybody is just talking into like a um a funnel, you know, a, a noise vacuum or whatever. We're not really hearing each other. You know, they're just talking just to talk and stuff. So everybody has this freedom. But, you know, nobody's realizing the other side has that same freedom that they have. Yeah, I mean, if you have the freedom of speech, you definitely have the freedom to tell someone to go fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I feel and, and like that, one more thing: unless the mm. government, which is what freedom of speech is, unless the government is coming to your door, taking you, um, um, you know, to jail based on what you said, you know, your God-given right to actually speak, you know, then that's when your freedom of speech and freedom of self is being taken. That's freedom of speech, you know. Yeah. Um, being taken away from you, you know, but nobody is coming to anybody's door, taking their free will away from them.
you know, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't remove it from the situation. Right. Which is what Homelander wants to do. Right. And I think if you say, uh, you know, if you say something like, you know, uh, the presidential election was, was legit. Okay. Let's say you say that as a statement Mm -hmm. and I have, I have lots of evidence stating that that's the case. Right. I have evidence I can appeal to. Mm-hmm. And someone else comes in and says, the presidential election was not legit mm-hmm. and has no evidence whatsoever, right? Right. The only recourse I have to that is to speak the truth mm-hmm. into the same into the same area. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, unless, unless you're saying you have the ability to declare reality unilaterally <laughs> and define reality for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're really backed into a corner there, and yeah. and if and because you don't you don't allow other people to have that right mm-hmm. to tell you what is the truth unilaterally, you have to agree upon an agreed set of of evidentiary facts. Uh, so keep lying and lying and lying and lying and lying until mm-hmm. people start believing, 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 and maybe they don't. But that's the risk, right? And this is what's that's great the about risk. this show. Yeah. So there's so many angles because now I'm thinking yeah. about how A Train is doing all of those things, right. but for these hollow reasons, right? So I, I think the freedom of speech is not freedom from consequence, and yeah, I and I think that not. and I think that anybody that tells you that you're not allowed to have a reaction to something they said is looking to control a lot more than just the conversation. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, I mean, it, you, we, we could go on and on about like the, and then, like I said, that's a great thing about this show because it could bring up so many, so many different aspects of like real world politics. <clears throat> and I think they are doing a lot of that in this particular show. Um, but they're layering it on instead of actually preaching to us, you know, mm-hmm. which we don't really want, you know, we want to be entertained. You know, we, we are consumers. We, you know, we, we spend our money to entertain, <laughs> you know, to be entertained and everything when we do spend our money. So when we watch these shows or watch this particular show and everything, we, we are expecting the blood. We're expecting some craziness, ridiculousness, you know, outrageousness and stuff. Um, If you want to layer on like, you know, like some stuff, you know, from real life, that's fine and everything. Don't overwhelm us with it. But I think they're doing it to such a degree, such a creative degree that we can actually have this conversation, you know, um, um, to, to, to really, you know, expand on some of the um, themes and some of the subjects that they talk about in the show. And, and I think the parallel is very interesting. Like we were talking about how the, the Juneteenth stuff, like there's a very, there's a wrong way to do this celebration that we all we all kind of can feel. But it's hard to define. Right. It's yeah. about genu- it's about, you know, are you genuine? Right. So like, are you only, you know, are you like, like how a train is only supportive of the black community one day a year. <laughs> like you can't be a, you can't, you can't be a, <laughs> like a, uh, what do they call that? Uh, like a holiday, a holiday Christian. Like if someone that goes, they say Easter and Christmas, right? Someone that goes yeah. to church Easter and Christmas. You can't, right. you can't do that because doing that is, you know, um, disingenuous. Is the word I yeah, Damn, yeah, yeah. It took so it, long for my brain to find out. It didn't take too long for people to start marketing like the whole Juneteenth thing. You know, I've seen like Walmart ads for like, you know, particular, you know, Juneteenth with like the the red, um, black and um, um, green, you know, um, colors and stuff on a product and stuff. So it didn't take long for people to start marketing. I mean, doing that. But what do you expect? 
we've been marketing holidays since like the since holidays since you know they they became we market memorial day like furniture sales and stuff we do car sales and stuff you know as soon as like um christmas comes oh man that's a whole big old thing what do you expect us to do as a capitalist country whenever there's a holiday coming up we but gotta we gotta cater to it you know for that, one that's for just one what we do. as someone that likes a good deal I think that it, you know, an excuse to have excuse to give me a price break is totally cool. And I think that if that's if that's really what we're talking about, do we really want to change how we celebrate things in this country so much? Uh, but you know, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. If you're using this this imagery as a tool, as opposed to actually looking to you know genuinely celebrate the change, like every you know, I, I think that's something that where you can fall into that trap. And Vought has no intention of not falling into that trap, which is why it's so great because they use that language, but mm -hmm. they use it in such a way that makes you, that lets you understand how it can sound if you're not careful. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a really illustrative of that pitfall. They, 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 they make the correlation and basically reflect using the vault as like, they're the ultimate corporation um, and making you think about how corporations in real life, you know, um, you know, perpetrate, you know, their, their, their sense of, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we're, you know, um, celebrating. This is how we're, you know, we're, we're going to, um, you know, how we're going to capitalize off the celebration or what have you. Um, it's, it's the American way, whether you like it or not, you know, that's, that's totally up to you to decide because that's American, you know, as well, you know, your, your, you know, um, your, your benefit of that free will uh, to decide whether you're going to, you know, like something or not, you know, just as long as, like I said, the government's not coming to your home, um, telling you what to and what to say and what not to say and taking you, you know, to jail for that. You know, we're mm -hmm. not Russia. We're not like communist countries. You know, uh, we're not like China or anything like that. You know, at least not yet. Anyway, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, but we 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 had the fortune of you know living in a country where you know we we still had that free will to to go about and you know go outside and smell like the roses and stuff. You know, Vault is to a degree, you know, that giant corporation that's, um, you know, uh, <laughs> they they just have this 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 total control over. And it would be really interesting to see how and I think we actually did to a degree with um, um, Mother's Milk's, you know, Marvin's wife's his his ex-wife's boyfriend. You know, mm -hmm. when when he saw um, Homelanders giving that speech and everything, you know, we see him like, you know, rise and everything and yeah. you know, take towards that and stuff. So when when we're seeing like how people are reacting to the the bullshit that they're being fed by vault, you know, and regurgitate it, you know, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing to see. And we're just seeing like little elements. It'd be really interesting to see how people are reacting to vault in real life. I, I like the idea that there would be a lot of people there, all these fanboys, you see these fanboys everywhere, fanboys everywhere. But Vod is uh, uh, in, in addition to the many other allegorical parallels, it is it's a, it's a parallel to Disney. Obvious, obviously, right. obviously, which is right. ironic. Amazon is not, you know, any, any smaller. That's the hilarious it's, part about it. They're like the yeah. biggest. <laughs> yeah. It's like if Disney, if Disney was run by, you know, by absolute you know demons right like like actual people <laughs> on the payroll of lucifer which it's certainly not it's not how, at all. How, would like how, how would mickey sound <laughs> mickey was uh-huh i'm gonna i'm gonna skin you alive and then i'm gonna boil your blood no we can't do that on the show uh, sorry everybody so 
but it's interesting. Like, what if Disney actually had a you know a bunch of Jedi they could just throw at you? <laughs> bunch of jedi my goodness and what they did is they did a boy band of jedi Uh, like they didn't even try like vaught never even tried one time to do anything altruistic and that and you know but here's the thing i was thinking about star wars and 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 marvel comics and that stuff Mm -hmm. and how i'm so glad that that's all it ever is is just entertainment and 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 stuff i don't want it trying to be a religion i don't want it trying to be a philosophy i want it to be something created by in the specifics of star wars George Lucas in 1974 and then filmed and put on TV. Nobody's doubting that. No one's going to come here and tell me that, you know, Darth Vader died to bring back a lot of dead people. Like that. No one's going to come and tell me that it's not going to happen in 150 years because we know it's George Lucas and it's written down and it's on TV. (laughs) Anyway, if you like Star Wars, what you should do is watch Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney plus and then come to Carbonite bounty bs which is a podcast hosted on this channel nerd cyclopedia by you dp brown me steel city hitch and we are joined by our showrunner t mitch and ken who likes everything uh we have a really great i love ken we, we have a great time over there we talk about the stuff on uh disney plus uh which is where most of the media has been for star wars lately due to the pandemic and for convenience sake for me um Super excited to see all of you guys over there. So if you like the boys, if you okay, like, nope, he's very different. If, if you like if, these boys, <laughs> like us, we're the boys. We're your boys, you know. Right. So if you like us, and you know, we're presenting something different from what you usually see on like other channels and everything. Make sure that you are subscribing our, you know, to our channel, sharing our channel. You know, basically sharing all our, you know, your our social media and everything, so you can let other friends know. You know, um, we we try to be as passionate as you know and as genuine as we can about the stuff that we talk about. And we know a lot of people talk about it, but we appreciate you coming to listen to us to talk about the thing that you love. There's nobody else that talked about Ayn Rand on this episode. <laughs> no. There's nobody else that talked about that. There's nobody else that talks about you know money doesn't stink. There's nobody else that talks about. Machiavelli. There's nobody else that does this stuff. We're unique. We know we're unique. That's why we're here. You should listen to us. You should tell people that aren't listening to us to listen to us. And then if they tell you they won't, you should hurt them. Yeah. <clears throat> with words, with words, with words. Unkind words. Uh, that's all we're saying. Nah, don't bully anybody. But you should check out our, our, our other show on the channel. Yeah. Uh, DP, we're, you know, we're four episodes deep into this season. It seems like the real conflict setting up. The Boys is this sort of show where I'd have no idea how far they're going to get next episode. You could tell me any character on this roster is dead at the end of the next episode. And I believe it, including Homelander. That's how, you know, they're really, really cooking. Um, Before we go, I like that. I don't know where we're headed with this. Mm. So, you know, it's like, you get a surprise. It's like open up a present. You get a surprise every week, you know, every time Thursday comes Friday, you know, these episodes come, you don't know what to expect. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And, you know, like we said, we have no, because anybody can just be splattered in five seconds. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and they can just be turned into, you know, puree. Um, all right. Well, that's all we have for this week. So I hope you like the show. Um, Boys season three, episode four. We're going to be back next week for episode five. We'll be back on Wednesday for Kenobi episode five. Be back again with this one. Uh, and we'll be back on the uh, same nerd time, same nerd channel. Goodbye. Peace out.